Hi everybody, it's American Whiskey Jesus and I'm here with Merdina Plummery. And we're here today to drink a fine, fine whiskey and share it with you. Today's whiskey is one of my favorites, one of our favorites, Balconis from Waco, Texas. And today we're drinking their Texas Pot Still Bourbon. And you just told me something interesting. I, I, I think I tell you interesting things basically like nonstop. Like, yeah, absolutely. But the most recent one before yes. you hit record yes. is that this is the first time on your podcast that you've our done podca- it's our, our podcast. podcast. Oh, that's, that makes me feel it's our podcast, really Maria. loved. Thank you. Yes. Um, this is the first time on our, our podcast that we have done another whiskey by the same distillery. That's, that's right. Yeah. I, I just, I, partly I've been ch- specifically not doing that. Sure. But then I thought, I really uh, want to talk about this whiskey, and I, I really like Valconis. I think they do great work, so I thought it was worth it. So jib-jab can yes. come to a stop momentarily. <laughs> right to it. Oh, what about the bourbon countdown? The bourbon count. We tried to come up with another term for bourbon countdown. Yeah, isn't uh, bourbon, bourbon countdown? Bourbon countdown's pretty just good, yeah. pretty good. Just like down. 10, 9, 4, bourbon. There you go. 10, 9, 4, bourbon. All right. Ooh, the nose is coming off the bottle. I didn't want to mess around with, uh, you know. Looks beautiful. Rodina was saying earlier that she wasn't feeling great today, and I said, well, bourbon is just the thing then. <laughs> is that just the medicine I need? I, it may be, or maybe not. We'll find out. All right, give it a smell. Yeah, absolutely. So mm. we're, we're pouring it into Glencairn glasses. I also love the... I also like the little version of the Glencairn glass. Oh, that those doesn't are have so the pedestal. cute. Yeah. Yes. And so either way, with bourbon, it's great. So I'm going to nose it. Just a little bit of advice on how to nose whiskey if you don't know already. Don't put your whole nose in there. Actually, what you want to do is open your mouth and put the bottom rim of the glass on your upper lip and breathe in with your mouth. And you can just smell all the wonderful mm, things in that it's bourbon. It's very light and kind of caramelly. Very caramelly. 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 She, right. she was a great intern. Caramelly. She was. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take a sip. Okay. Me too. Oh, yeah. Cilantro. Oh, yep. All right. Oh, I like. You're not going to go wrong on that. I really like this. Uh, th- okay, so let's talk about bourbon. There's a few things about bourbon that we're going to talk about. Is, oh, is there a is question? There, is there going to be a bourbon quiz? Oh, yeah, sure. Because I think I might. I think you could pass it right now. Really? Yeah. Okay, f- give me the quiz. Quiz. This might be bourbon knowledge level one quiz. Okay, good. Okay. I think level one is all I can aspire well, to. Well, I don't know. I think you could do better. But we're going right. to start with what is uh, what has to be the primary ingredient in bourbon? Corn. Corn, that's right. So ding, 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 ding. corn has to be at least 51% of the mash bill, which is the grains that go into the any whiskey. That's the first thing. A second thing, does bourbon have to be made in Kentucky? It does not, but it has to be made in the United States. That is correct. Ding, 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 ding. Does, Good work. Does Alaska and Hawaii count? Absolutely. Puerto Rico? I think technically, yes. The Virgin Islands, Guam. I think there should be bourbons in all of those places. Well, that's right. I mean, I every would drink some Puerto Rican bourbon. Bourbon, why not? Or, yeah, or, yeah Gu- absolutely. Guamish. Guamanian. Here's a little known fact about me. I lived in Guam as a child. Yeah, so you're part, Gu- you're part Guamish. Guamanian. I'm not part Guamanian. I just lived there. Well, by way of Guam. By way of Guam. That's right. By way of Guam. Guam was an interesting place. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but they should make their own bourbon because they can yeah, that's right. Because they can. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. A uh, couple, okay, so. Well, uh, you didn't ask me about the barrels. Okay, tell me about the barrels. <laughs> Bourbon has to be made in new oak charred barrels. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's right. New uh, American oak barrels that have been charred, and they can't be reused. So unlike scotch, it's a one-time, one one-way one one trip for the barrels. And the beautiful thing about that, the wonderful symbiotic relationship between bourbon and scotch. Mm. Is that we have some very large American companies producing massive amounts of bourbon barrels. The Evan Williamses, the Jim Beams, the Wild Turkeys, the sort of Woodford Reserves of the world. They can only use them once. They can only use them once, but the Scotch producers and other whiskey producers around the world buy them and use them for all the different flavors that they that they add to the to the whiskey that they're making it's actually kind of great it's amazing uh, i like the idea that that a scotch is using an oh, american bourbon it's, barrel it's brilliant it's really cool it's brilliant yeah um and so this one i'll tell you i'm nosing this right off the bat i will tell you without even knowing what the mash bill is there is a this is what you call a high rye 
bourbon. Rye. Rye. And okay. that, that means that there, there's very often there's rye in bourbon uh, as well as corn and, and wheat and, and barley potentially. But you will see a distinction that, that comes out in a lot of bourbons, whether it's a high rye or a low rye or a no rye bourbon. Mm. So this one, if you smell real close, everybody, again, smell real close, open your mouth. You can you can smell that um, oh. slightly. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's almost like an antiseptic. I know that sounds okay, terrible, but like, but like a, that rye bread. Yes, smell. the rye bread smell. Yeah, I'm totally getting that. That's probably because. Yeah. I guess this is probably 15 to 20 percent rye in the mash bill. Well, we'll have to check we your can math check. and see how close you are. Which and this actually makes sense because I did look up the tasting notes, uh-huh. which sometimes we enjoy, sometimes we we mock. lovingly tease, right. yeah, uh-huh. or or yeah, violently mock. Violently in the mock. Case yeah. of Jesus so we here. usually do that off, you know, <laughs> off air. But anyway, the the tasting notes. Most of it was pretty standard, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, honey, apple, caramel, oak, and I'm thinking that sounds like every bourbon ever. Yeah, sure. And then it said pie crust on the nose. Well, you have pie crust on your nose right now. <laughs> I, I like pie crust on the nose, but now that you've mentioned the rye thing, right. maybe that's it. Because that's I'm thinking it. rye bread, now I'm thinking pie crust. Maybe the person who wrote those tasting notes had just face planted into a pie. And it was a rye pie? He was like, it, I feel like there's pie on my nose. <laughs> or maybe that's the whiskey that I'm drinking. Like, what kind of crazy day was this guy having? First, plant your face in a pie. <laughs> Second... Write some tasting notes for a bourbon. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's the way to do hey, it. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Who, what, is this a job? I say the serious question. What, who yeah. is writing these tasting notes? Is that a job? And if so, how do, how do I get, get that yeah. job? You do sort of have that job. It's <laughs> right. just that you're not necessarily getting paid. Get it right. I, yeah. Right. This is kind of pro bono. Yeah, you really, you really <laughs> do have that job in a way. I see. Um, I see. So maybe the guy who wrote the thing on the internet, maybe he's just doing it yeah. just because also. I think that's that's true. I mean, I, I want to do a shout out to Mark Gillespie, mm-hmm. who if, you, if you're if you a whiskey, if you're whiskey interested and you want to learn at a tremendous rate, uh, download his podcast, which is called The Whiskey Cask. Mm. Sorry, Whiskey Cast. Um, he publishes one or two episodes a week. He and does publish a lot. great whiskey news. It's amazing. Yeah. This yeah. guy, he, he does... You know, he's the classic tasting notes guy. Yeah. So, yes, he does, he himself, but that kind of thing does come in from a little bit of uh, mocking from us, but it doesn't mean he's not doing a good <laughs> gentle, job. Gentle, gentle loving mocking. mocking. That's right. Um, well, I think, and here's the thing. So, if you say, oh, this bourbon is giving me notes of, of mm-hmm. honey and caramel, that's a big yawn to your audience. You kind of have to come up with something, something. more esoteric or shocking. Right. Shocking! Like this to me tastes like um, this tastes like I'm, I'm you know do you remember, oh do you, some will remember a few episodes ago we talked about emotional tasting notes <laughs> <laughs> just skip over the food yeah, notes and right. go right to the uh, this bourbon is redolent of regret <laughs> and uh, faded memories of glory no that, that's a sad bourbon I mean I don't know why I went there and with this. see this, this is not I don't a sad think bourbon. this is a sad I think a happy some bourbon. some whiskeys could definitely be sad whiskeys yeah. like like if you were having a, a bad day or you just gotten bad news right you might want a sad whiskey yeah this is more this is a little bit romantic it is it's fun loving it's sort of yeah it's, it's like, like it's like second or third date yeah right it's It's sort of fun and romantic but not too serious well and also you're past the the phase where you're 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 really managing every single word you say Uh, and the perception the other person has of you so like 300th date well no 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 or is that just me that's a whole different thing that's the sad regretful (laughs) one i think No, the second or third date is time when, if the, if you like the person... Well, and they some, must like you back. That's right. Because there's another date. The original pretense and all the, uh, you know, yeah. face, face-saving face stuff has gone away. That's true. And now you can just, you know, do that bike tour of the riverside <laughs> or whatever thing. And then, and then finish it off with a little Balcones. That's, well, I, why, why wait Texas till, pot still bourbon. Why, why wait until the, the bike ride is over? I mean, <laughs> don't bike and don't ooh, drink and bike. You know though. they could do. What? Well, you shouldn't, but you could. <laughs> you could get one of those camelbacks. Oh, sure. And fill, and it fill it with, with bourbon. bourbon. That's such a terrible idea. Biking along. Now now I'm going to be wondering, when I when I see people out for a walk or, or the tiniest hike and mm-hmm. they've got their camelback with their little straw, 
What if it's not full of water? What if it's full of like vodka I mean, or whiskey? You have made fun of people. I, that, that's exactly what I'm thinking. For, I've made fun of people for having a camelback full of water out on like a one mile walk. I think we need to make sure people know what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Camelbacks. Yes. Oh, Cam- yeah. Camelbacks are this thing. It's like a backpack that you that actually is really more of a. I guess it's like a thermos. Uh, yeah, it's a backpack, and all it does is hold water. And it has a little spout. It's like Dune. The the movie or the book or both? Both. Both, okay. Uh, okay, okay. From the very small niche group yes, who is the, listening to this three and a Dune fan, yeah. think of a still suit, only just compacted down to just a backpack. It's a backpack, and, and it's got a little tube. So as you can though drink you can't, your you don't water. Have, you don't have time to stop and drink water <laughs> or carry a bottle. Right. And if you're, let's say you're hiking, let's say you're doing one of these ultra endurance death march sure. game shows. I mean, okay. Then fine. sure. Yeah. But Merdina's qualm <laughs> comes in when you are walking, let's say, through one of the leafy parks of Southern California or. Or like the, the, the canyon nature path right. that they built for children. And half of it is, is paved, is like boardwalks anyway. Yes. And there's signs telling you what the flowers are. Right. That's a lovely walk. Yes. But you probably don't need a drink of water that whole walk. At most, carry a little bottle. Maybe their arms are not working. But anyway, Merdina has, has, I think, rightly criticized those who might in that situation wear those. But I don't think she's considered the possibility that that ain't water, sister. I think that has changed everything yeah. for me. That, that it's actually filled with alcohol. And well, they're out just living their best life. <laughs> Slash keeling over in the heat yeah. after ten after, after, after forty you know rotations around this Drink, half mile path drinking two liters Drink, of vodka pounding the vodka just just mouthful after mouthful so bad and then they just fall into the uh, no. native garden over there on the side <laughs> and then they have to be airlifted out by the rangers. Yeah, I think airlifting in this case probably is an exaggeration. It's more like just lifted. <laughs> yeah. Just lifted. It's airlifted, but it's just someone's on the feet, someone's on the hand. Lift, right. lift up in the air. swing. There we go. Um, so, oh, I meant to mention this. This is uh, another thing that this was, do you remember Kill Home when we talked about grain to, to glass? Yes. So this is another proud grain to glass distillery. Neat. So they're in Texas. Uh-huh. Are they doing everything in Texas? We, all the grains are and water is Texas based. Nice. Including this is really interesting. This is a bourbon because it's predominantly corn. It's blue corn. It's Texas blue corn, which oh, they fun. use in their in their corn whiskey as well. Okay, right, because last time we drank the Balcones Baby Blue. We did. Which was yeah. a young whiskey, hence yeah. the baby, yeah. and made with blue corn, hence the blue. Right. So this but is blue corn also. This is blue corn also. Well, fun to Hopi know. Hopi blue corn from Texas, oh, cool. which is very cool. And actually, yeah. we did this before, so we won't do it again, but go and Google Hopi blue corn, and you will see it's blue. It's like legit blue. It's beautiful to look at. It's beautiful yeah. to look at. And, uh, and but eat. now the, the Balcones Baby Blue had that fabulous sort of Tiffany blue yes, colored label. It did. And I'm noticing this uh, Texas pot still bourbon has a, a really gorgeous deep red label. Yes. So it's not it's not hearkening to that blue corn. But it's That's a true. it's like a richer again romantic. It is it's romantic. a romantic bottle. This whiskey is one that you know knows how to organize a good date. <laughs> Not everybody does. Oh, that's that's very true. Um, Nor are they fun on a date. But this whiskey would not only set up a good, fun day. I'm I'm feeling this. It's 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 organized, fun, and romantic. (laughs) It sounds like. I feel like this is maybe Merdina's image of herself. Perfect or my perfect mate. (laughs) Maybe, but I don't know. I'm thinking more. It's how you see yourself. I'm. I am organized. I'm super fun. And I'm romantic, you're See? right. This is me. This is what everything you've ever wanted except as a bourbon. <laughs> it's just like my, it's just like looking in the mirror. That's, that's right. Oh, and even the other grains are Texan. So Texas the rye oh, is a okay. Texas rye, cool. the wheat is a Texas wheat. Uh, I think there's some I'm let I me mean, I wouldn't swear to it, but I think there's probably some barley in there, too. I, I love how you do that. It's so cool. He's like, I think maybe sniff sniff. Oh yes. Some well, barley. I'm not sure there's barley in this one. <laughs> I'll be very impressed if you sniffed like 2% barley. I think 2% would be too small for anybody, but well, maybe not. Yes, it is for me. But you can smell the rye big time. All right, I believe you. 
I mean, I'm seeing if there's anything good on the back of the bottle. Oh, well, yeah, grain to glass. Grain traditional glass. pot still distillation. So pot stills are the really cool-looking Scottish stills. Uh, Do you know, yeah. Can yeah, you imagine Yeah, we've seen a picture. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I, I would encourage you. Maybe we can put a picture up somewhere. Sure. Um, the pot stills are the really interesting. They look like something from like a, a sort of a Dr. Seuss yeah. type of type of thing. The uh, copper, so they have that nice shine on them. And then down at the bottom, they kind of bulb out in a, in a very weird way. So go go Google a pot still. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm afraid that Whiskey Jesus put me in charge of social media, <laughs> and I haven't. I've been having some issues with my Merdina email account. So if you've been emailing Merdina, <laughs> it's not that she's ignoring you. I'm, I'm not getting any emails. I don't know what's happening. I don't either. So I can't set up our Instagram account till I get my email figured out. This is super boring. I'm it, sorry. It, it is. It but is quite boring. I have a I have a treasure trove of beautiful photos I've been taking yeah. and nowhere to send them. Nobody's uh, looking at them. Well, I mean, that is a shame. It is. It, it's a real shame because you want to see these pictures. That I, I think they're things. great. You know, sometimes I include my Crown Royal candy bag. Well, we've seen some on Twitter, which is cool. Oh, that you're right. I have yeah. posted a couple, but not nearly as many as compared to what I've taken. So here's something that I, I really enjoyed. So Mardina and I went to a movie last night. Mm -hmm. And we went to one of these, you know, somewhat fancy movie theaters. Yes. That has a little bar cafe yes. in the lobby. Which is great. I'll always go to movie theaters with a bar. Yeah. So so we went there and uh, we we were there kind of early. So uh, and they didn't have a huge selection, but they had Maker's Mark Forty Six, which is a good bourbon. Mm -hmm. And I ordered one for each of us. Mm -hmm. And we went into the movie theater and we both realized about ten minutes into the movie that we were just living the luxe life. It was pretty nice. Because we were sitting there with a glass of yeah, bourbon. A, a glass glass, Yes, which is very nice. I mean, if they had poured it in like a little plastic soda cup, that right. would have been depressing. It would still would be it all right. It still would have been delicious. Yeah, but, but it would not have been our best life. But this was definitely our best life. And then what happened was we got about an hour into this movie mm -hmm. and I noticed that both of us no longer had any bourbon in our glasses. And I said, and I looked over and I was like, mm, pointed at the glass. And Regina's like, mm. so I go back to the bar. I'm like, do it again. <laughs> that was pretty great. Yeah, you were only gone like two minutes. I you know. didn't even miss anything I, in I the know. movie. Yeah, you yeah. were very quick. Yeah, so but th that was pretty great. I recommend that you drink bourbon in movie theaters. I think the only step up with that from that would be we've also Camelback. been to. <laughs> All right, Camelback is a half step up. A full step up is the extra fancy movie theater with wait service. Oh yeah. Because then you press a button and you don't they even have to get up. bring you another glass. That's right. Yeah. Actually, I think Camelback would be quite a step down. <laughs> Because you'd be drinking it through a plastic freaking tube. I feel like that would affect the flavor. I think so too. It does not, it's, it's not elegant. Not, it's not romantic. It's not elegant, no. Yeah. If that were a date, if, if it were, you know, that would be like, I don't know what that would be. Right, you t so it's it's your second date, which is good. You both like each yep, other. Yep. And what does he plan? He takes you to the, uh, the, the dollar theater where they've got the second the, run, the place. Second run yeah. movies and the seats are sagging. Right. And, uh, and you can hear the movie in the next theater through the wall of and, the theater that you're in. And you know, in. she she's trying to like make the best of right. it. Oh, ha, ha, it's kind of charming. Sure. It's, he's yeah. a hipster. Yeah, right. You know, he's got that long beard, so I guess he thinks it's cool to go to the old movie theater. Right, right. But then he says, would you like something to drink? She says, of course. Well, yeah. And he leans over. <laughs> if you can and, see Merdina right and, now. And she's produces like, the, the little plastic straw <laughs> from his camelback. Yeah, take a swig from my camelback. <laughs> And it's, you know, it's like cloudy and crusty. Right. I mean, because he doesn't clean it well. <laughs> no, and he's been drinking bourbon out of it. Right, right. That That's right. And I think that's about exactly what it would be like to be served bourbon in a camelback. I have a feeling there will not be a third date. I hope not. Unless she's into it. In which case, <laughs> well, it's a match. Then bless their hearts. You know what? I mean, maybe sometimes you got to go through the fire. They are the people who then, when they have their wedding, yeah. they, they serve bourbon drinks to their guests in mason jars. Maybe, or maybe what they do is they get those baseball helmets that have <laughs> the beer can stuck in the top and the tubes coming down and everyone's sitting in the wedding dinner, sip, you know, what if somebody's they, gotta be sucking through a tube. What if at they're all handed times. out for the, for yeah. the ceremony? Yeah, even. right. Yeah, so the, yeah. the whole audience is just sitting in the church yeah. and they've all got the helmet on. And I mean, the, the kids have it too. They just have like Dr. Peppers. Right, loaded sure. Up you can, you can really serve anything in that. Uh, I wanted to mention that this is, I think it's a 46% alcohol by volume. All right. um, 
Let's verify that. Okay. Because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to set everybody off. It somewhere? It's got, it doesn't have yes, a... Yes, 46. It's 46, so that's moderately high for, you know, what this is. And it's got an age statement on it, but it's not, it's not boldly announced. So if you look at the front label, you won't see any age statement. Yeah, that's right. Um, but on the back, you see a very, uh, a very subtle age statement that it's at least 24 months. Um, which, let's talk about bourbon. Here's, an, here's level two bourbon knowledge. Uh-oh, okay. How long does something have to be cask in order to be considered bourbon? One million years. Um, that's true. And one day we're all going to enjoy the million-year-old <laughs> bourbon. No, incorrect. Yes. That's not a serious guess. Though. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, there, there is no time that's requirement. Correct. It could be poured in and poured out. That's exactly right. So I guess technically because of the laws of like physics and stuff, it's like a second. It's like whatever the minimum amount of time is to, to be, be in something. To be in. But, it, however, if you want to claim that something is a bourbon mm. and it is in oak for less than two years, you must put an age statement on it. So you could put oh. your primarily corn-based whiskey in a charred new virgin oak, American oak barrel for one second okay, and then call it bourbon. But you but have to disclaim that it was aged one second. So you have to say the amount of time, yes. not just less than. No, you, you have, have to, to say, say how one long second. it was aged. Yes. I think that could be like a marketing a thing. angle. Yeah, one yeah. second aged. One second bourbon. It's a lot of cost to go to. Because <laughs> the costs of uh, of uh, aging it for one second aren't all that different from aging it for quite a bit longer than that. I mean, like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Like seven one, minutes. I'm gonna okay. So my new line. Yeah. I'm gonna have the one second bourbon. Yeah. The one minute bourbon. Mm -hmm. The one hour bourbon, mm -hmm. etc. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Right. One and hour. It's just gonna be one. Merdina. Merdina. That's Which the expression. Sounds like it's going to be Scotch. It does sound like it's going to be Scotch. It's a problem. But uh, it, uh, I mean, uh, 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 oh, I was going to call it Canadian Merdina. But then that doesn't sound like bourbon. It doesn't sound like bourbon. Darn it. It's just, uh, you're just confusing keep, it more and more. i got to keep working on this. Um, when you think of Merdina in a Canadian context, it's not. it doesn't have that same mm. Celtic magic to me. Mm. You don't mm. want, you know. But but nevertheless, mm. it doesn't sound like bourbon. We'll, we'll keep working on it. Okay, I need, it's, it's uh, I'll come uh, Sorry, I'm thinking instead yeah. of talking. Yeah, you, it's a no problem one can hear for a podcast. I, although I would like to, to produce a podcast of me thinking. I think that'd be great. Well, I'd like to know what people think the title of that would be. Merdina thinking. Merdina thinks. I mean, you know, it's it's like thinking out loud, except not out loud. <laughs> it's just like it's like all you hear is the sound of me driving because you know I yes. think well while driving, or like water running because I'm thinking in the shower. Yeah, sure. So you you're just so you hear some driving, you hear some water. What other situations do you find yourself effectively thinking? Effectively in? thinking. Yeah. Um, well, I, I feel like I think best while typing. But so you are you get thinking to, about the things that you're typing? Or yeah, you're yeah. About like, like I'm the kind of person where if I'm trying to figure something out or, yeah. or come up with a plan, I'll start typing it. You just articulate it with, yeah, with your like fingers. Yeah, like I need to turn it into words. Right, right. And the best way to turn it into words is to type it. Mm, okay. So you'd get to listen to me typing. That is exciting. I mean, that's all right. Could you just narrate what you're typing? I guess I you could. <laughs> okay, so if you want to hear this podcast... Become a reality. Tell us on Twitter. You can just go to at Inflummery and say, "I demand the Merdina Thinking right. Podcast." If, if one if person one does one person says they want that, one person, I'll record an episode. I think there might be somebody who I really. Who, I really do not think. Okay, you don't count. No, no, it's not me. I, I really do not think that even one person is going to find say out. They want to listen out. to me type and and drive ruminate. and shower. <laughs> And say what I'm thinking. Well, I mean, are you going to say what you're thinking in the shower, or are you just going to well, think? Well, ch you challenged me to narrate, narrate as your I typing. typed. Sure, that part, sure. So it'd be like, today's list of ideas. That's right. Maybe we should... I do type pretty fast, so it right. might not be that bad. Okay, right. How many words a minute do you type? I have no idea. I'll have to take a test and Five, report, ten, report back. What's, what's pretty fast but not ridiculous? Like 50? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm there. Um, oh, let's talk about Balconis for a second. <laughs> Should we? Because first thing I want to say is that Balconis, it's about time you guys paid a little more attention to our <laughs> incredible fandom of you. Hello, Balconis. <laughs> You're the first distillery we've tried right. twice. That's Come it. on. And uh, I, I want to say this is a good bourbon. 
And in the U.S., I hope that the U.K. fans can actually get Balconis. Oh, I, think I haven't they can. thought of I that. I think they can. Okay, I hope so. Yeah, uh, I think they can. Um, I think they've gotten a lot of momentum uh, in the last couple of years. Mm. So I think that they this should be available probably in the larger stores in the U.K. Mm-hmm. I bought this at Total Wine in Southern California. Uh, this is a $30 whiskey that's great it really is that's a fab- fabulous price and it's yeah. a it's a nice big fat bottle oh yeah just the oh, way yeah. i like them just <laughs> that's fun romantic and organized organized and a little a little chubby a little chubby a little round a little something to hold on to yeah exactly it's all right you know it's not the end of the world <laughs> for people who don't know balconis this is a relatively new this i think they've been in business for 10 years or a little bit less okay and have done a great job i was going to show you the picture of the master distiller at balconis oh sure because if you if you ever thought to yourself like what do i imagine the master distiller of a thing like this looking like i okay long beard uh-huh keep going um a, a very cool t-shirt cool t-shirt all right fair cool enough. t-shirt long beard and um like just just filthy pants <laughs> What is it, you know, what is it filthy with? I, you know, bourbon making supplies. Right, okay, well here he is. All right, let's see how close I am. All right, no, hold on. I, I mean to cap, oh to, my gosh, does he really have a beard? Go to balconistdistilling.com <laughs> and you're looking at some of the members of the team, including Jared Hempstead, who is the master distiller. Um, and, um, and he's got a big ass beard. He's got a great big beard. He's wearing a baseball hat. He looks exactly like what you would expect. <laughs> and he's got a kind of a cool t-shirt. Yeah, very cool Balcona's t-shirt. But, I, okay, this is unfair because this photograph is only him from, like, the elbows up. We don't know how dirty his, his pants I are. I assume he's wearing really filthy pants. Filthy jeans. Just filthy jeans. Let's say... Because he's working. Let's say hard-earned. Right. Because he's out in the he's field. He's working. It's not he's that he's... picking rye. He's, like, kicking over barrels right. and charring them. It's and not that he doesn't have cleanliness. He's a clean I, guy. It's yeah, just he's he, working. I'm sure he's a clean guy. Yeah. I'm sure he uses a very nice-smelling beard oil. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think that's right. So that's that's what you might imagine that a Texas master distiller might look like. I think spot on. There yeah, you go. Yeah, you, you nailed it pretty much. And we did not set this up before beforehand. <laughs> I really anything. didn't know. <laughs> I really did guess the, the beard and the cool T-shirt. Mm. We have two orders of business to take care of right now. All right, now. what is that? One is I'm going to more bourbon. Mm-hmm. That's, you know. The second is that I am going to put a little water in it oh, and yeah. see what happens. Oh, yeah, we always like to taste it with yeah. a little water. I, I don't expect that there'll be much change because it's not that high of an ABV. So, Still, um, it's fun, see always what fun to. Yeah. Just a couple do of drops. Little, do little, little drops with our dropper. Yeah, we have a little dropper and some just regular clean water. Yeah, we always fill up uh, an extra Glencairn glass with a little filtered water. We have this glass uh, dropper. Pipette. Pipette. And it's just fun. Yeah. It's nice to drink that way. So to, to, re- to review what we've talked about before, but I think it's always helpful for people to, to, to hear it again. When a whiskey is cask strength or really high in alcohol by volume, the water changes the taste a lot more. And the reason for that is that because the alcohol, when the alcohol reaches a certain volume, the uh, it's dense enough that, that some of the flavors actually get stuck at the bottom of the glass. So when you drop the water in it, it actually mixes in those chemical flavors uh, more than it otherwise would. When you get down to where we are here at the 46%, that's not really as true. So what we're really doing is just diluting it a little bit, which doesn't necessarily... Change okay. it very much, except that it's a little more diluted. So I'm not going to suddenly get, uh, you know, cake on the nose instead of pie crust on the nose just because you added water. I mean, it's not going to turn into like a red velvet cake or something. I don't think so. <laughs> and also, whatever kind of pastry is on your face is really not my problem. I did not. I'm not responsible for the various kinds of pastry on your face. All right, let's try. All right, it. let's try. It. Fine. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. No. It. It, this is another one where it doesn't need. It I'm doesn't not need sure it. if I drank them side by side that I could tell any. Well, difference. I mean, we didn't put much water That's in. That's true. But um, you you may just prefer it a little more diluted. I I usually like to think the the distiller has figured out the point where it, where should, be. it should be. I yeah. agree. That makes perfect sense yeah. to me. By the way, I, this is reminding me that I have a, I have a small rant that I've been saving oh, up. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you want to do it before or after the candy pairing? Oh, before. Because oh, okay. I, I I'm you, feeling. You, I'm feeling the anger bubbling up in me. There's a rant. There's, <laughs> she needs to birth this rant. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's rant good. birthing. 
is a thing. That right, like a and, thing. and your hero is my midwife. That's right. To I'm, coach I'm here me. to midwife the, this rant <laughs> so into the, into the I'm gonna, world. I'm going to breathe my way through. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the, that's right. Rant. You can do um, this. You can do this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, seriously, it's it's related to water adding to whiskey. Whether mm-hmm. it's a good thing, bad mm-hmm. thing, whatever, mm-hmm. it's a thing. It's these whiskey stones. Oh, do you yeah. know what these are? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You see them, if you go search for like whiskey stuff on Amazon or you're looking at the whiskey section yep. in a store, yep. whatever, you will see these whiskey stones and they are literal stones. They are rocks. Yes. Made out of like rock. Oh, granite or something. I don't know. <laughs> and the idea is you, you chill those, you freeze them, <laughs> and then you put them in your whiskey in lieu of ice. Right. Why would you want to do that? I don't know. I, I, I seriously don't understand. Yeah. And people have actually given me well, whiskey stones as a gift, which is, which is, I mean, it's I, out of kindness. It's out, out of, absolutely you know, out of kindness. Yeah. And I'm, it's fine. And I, but I have no interest in using these. The idea of putting rocks in my glass and like, they're going to, they're going to like slide forward and hit me in the teeth or just yeah, look Yeah. I mean, weird. that's how, how people lose teeth. Or here. scratch up the inside the, of your the, the beautiful elegant glass Karen that you're glass. Using? Yeah. I really don't understand. I'll tell, I think I can explain it. Okay. Yeah, explain the appeal. Okay, I I will explain why they exist. Okay. I don't think that many people actually use them. Mm. Here's the thing. Uh, a lot of people misunderstand what the purpose of ice or water in a bourbon is. So uh, sometimes people put ice or water in a bourbon just to dilute it to the point where it's a little more palatable for them, which I understand sure. that, right? Absolutely. You just, maybe you don't want so much of a burn. Yeah, right. A- absolutely. And, and so that's a personal taste thing. And most people who drink whiskey for a little bit longer, they understand they, they realize that they should just sip a little more daintily, right? Yes. So that's, that's all, but, but that's understandable. You should not be glugging your whiskey. No, don't glug your whiskey. Um, but the, so then the other thing is people say, well, I don't want to water it down, but I like it cold. And so the idea is right. you drop these cold rocks. Okay, so, so the idea of the whiskey rock yeah. is that it makes your whiskey colder, yeah. but does not add any water. But doesn't water it down. And which I, is kind of ridiculous because if you care enough to not want to change the flavor of your whiskey, just drink it mm-hmm. neat. And... If you don't care, if, if it's that important to you that it be cold, put an ice cube in it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, th- th- yeah, I think it's it's the idea that you'd never want to put water in whiskey, but you might like it cold. But, of course, I mean, anybody who's... Well, you could just pop it in the fridge in the for a minute. For a you, you, you could, yeah. I mean, which I think then people would say, oh, that seems weird. Don't let anybody tell you that you shouldn't ever put water in your whiskey. Because that's just not, that's not true. I mean, we always, again, the first commandment of American Whiskey Jesus is... Drink it the way you like it. Well, and you know, sometimes even Jesus and I will oh. will have some ice yeah, in absolutely. our whiskey if we're just in the mood for it. I mean, if I'm sitting out at the pool, let's yes, say. Yes, exactly. Something about having ice in a big a big fat bourbon yes. is is exactly the right feel versus a you know, a smoky Glencairn full of Lagavulin neat. You know? That's exactly it. Yeah. And it depends on what I'm what mood I'm in or yeah. why I'm having that totally. drink. Sometimes I've just I, I wanna just have like a, a refreshing yeah. beverage and I'm in the mood for whiskey, but I and oh, I have a secret too. Okay. All right. If you put your whiskey on your ice and then drink it nice and slow, it's like it it's self perpetuating. It's like you never run out. Because it keeps <laughs> It keeps melting now. Grant, I, I grant you, it's getting weaker and yes. more diluted. Yes, but yes. it lasts a long time. A long, sometimes that's just what I want. Go. Yeah, I mean, sometimes Merdina just mixes some Gatorade in there and <laughs> just, just like disgusting. sucks it down. You were the one telling me straw. how much you love Gator gum, <laughs> <laughs> I, which I've never heard. I don't of think before. it exists anymore. I, I, I think, think that, I think you have a lifetime supply. A uh, Gator gum. I think the Gator gum division went out of business in like '88. So, so bad. All right, I think it's time for the candy pair. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, what we do each time is that Merdina uses her special talents and skills uh, to figure out what candy from her vast candy library yes. will go perfectly with the whiskey that I've chosen. And as always, I've brought my candy uh, secretly hidden inside my Crown Royal cloth bag. I'm <laughs> That's right. Give it a little shake there as a clue. Yeah, like a year ago, we, we drank the Crown Royal Northern Harvest Rye, which was a whiskey of the year a couple of years ago. And it came in this very elegant sort of cream-colored bag. Oh, and I'm like, yank. I'll take that bag. That is mine now. That's right. And um, so what, what are we What are we? All right, so I, I don't know if this is too on the nose, okay. but it might be fabulous. Okay. I found some Ghirardelli Ooh. 
dark chocolate bourbon, bourbon caramel. caramel. All right. So interesting. They're from San Francisco, so they are American. Mm -hmm. And I just thought dark chocolate bourbon caramel. I I don't even know. Uh, where do we even start? It has natural bourbon flavor. Yeah, I, if you look <laughs> at the ingredients, like, it actually lists bourbon on there. So I think they use real bourbon when they they mix it into the caramel and then they just shove that delicious bourbon caramel into the dark chocolate. Right, so Girard Deli in there. Yeah, I think anybody Girardelli ought to be able to get these. Dark chocolate bourbon yeah, caramel. I mean, okay, it should be easy. Eating. So yeah, go I'm ahead and open it up. I think anyone yep. will be able to get these. And dark oh, yeah, chocolate. I wonder what it would be like if this was milk chocolate. Uh, right. Probably not uh, strong enough. Well, I think you kind of want the contrast of yeah. the dark chocolate to the very yeah. sweet bourbon caramel. I think you're right. All right, so okay. I'm going to have a little taste here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yum. So what do you think? Does it taste like bourbon? It definitely does, but then again, my mouth is just coated <laughs> in bourbon from all the bourbon I'm Oh, drinking. no, I think it really does. Mm. It really tastes like bourbon to me. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Um and you already took a swig, so you've kind yeah. of got both going on in the I've got palette. both going on, and, you know, I think we talked about this the last time we did a bourbon. There's this great, there's this great term that bourbon people use. They talk about the, uh, the ice cream sundae flavors. Ooh, fun. We'll do a little experiment. You have okay. a little bit in your glass. Yes. Okay, so here's oh, what I want. Let me just give myself a little taste Just a more wee, a wee dram more. So that I'm ready for this ice cream sundae experiment. The un ice cream sundae flavors. Here's what I want you to do. I want everyone to do this. Um... Regular, you know, process for nosing, nosing it, you know, put the glen the lip of the glass on your top lip and then breathe in with your mouth. You got all those smells. And now when you take a sip, I want you to hold it on the front of your tongue for like the count of three and okay. then, and then, and then drink it. Okay. Okay. And with a bourbon, what that opens up. Mm is a lot of things like vanilla and yes, caramel. Yes, I was going to say vanilla. Just delightful, they call them ice cream sundae flavors. Yeah, like a like um, a wonderful kind of candy yes. sensation yes. going back. Ooh, that's fun. Without being, and the great thing about bourbon is that you get all of that without the, you know, being cloying. You don't have this incredible like overload of sugar. Yeah, you know, like, like when that. you're drinking a cocktail yeah. and they've put way too much sugar in right, it and that's right. just that's too, too much. much. Right. Yeah. So this is not actually sweet. It's desserty without all yes. that sugar. But you have to drink it the right way. This is what we were talking mm. about not glugging your whiskey earlier. Yes. This is one of the benefits of that is you taste all these wonderful things in it. So And I'm gonna have a little more yeah, of the chocolate because yeah, I, I actually think I think this caramel really tastes like bourbon. I mean, Let actually, me like, if you like caramel, if you like bourbon, you will like this candy, period, even if you're not doing a, ta a tasting it's really good. combination. Well, I think mm. that, that you're also enjoying this because you're, you're just hungry. I am hungry. It's dinner time. <laughs> That's right. And instead of a, a sensible meal, right. I'm having bourbon and candy. That's right. That's right. It happens. Yeah. I mean, you know, everything is better when you're hungry. It's like you walk in and you're <laughs> like, true. I had no idea the AMPM had such <laughs> amazing hot dogs. <laughs> These are yeah. goddamn delicious. But if you're like, hungry what? enough, like you've you've been lost in the desert right. for three days, yes. and you stumble into the right. first small town, it's the A.M.P.M. Right. First, you you know get get your fill at the Dr Pepper spigot. You just put your head under there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just charge me for a large. <laughs> right. Or a small at the A.M.P.M. You yeah, have a small sure. as a small size anyway. Ounces, so. So. And then you head straight to the rollers. You don't even you don't even need the bun. You just like. <laughs> Just take it right off the roller. You got to be careful not to touch the burning part. <laughs> like that, but yeah. Yeah, at that point, you're just sort of consuming for calories. You're like, who knew they they held such a high standard here at the AMPM? It's <laughs> delicious like, hot wow, dogs. They, they hold the standard. They fly the flags of excellence. No, but I think the point at flavor. that moment is you're just trying to get the hot dogs into your stomach. It's, right. it's like those hot dog eating contests. All right, yeah, they yeah. are not tasting those hot dogs. No, they're, they're not, not enjoying them. them. Yeah, this they're is one of these consuming. things. They're consuming them. Um, you know, it, it is it is one of these things where you go like, I don't know why how did this happen? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> how did how did, <laughs> how did we evolve? Happen? How did humanity evolve to the point where hot dog eating contests? <laughs> and it's not even like something cute at a county fair where it's like, right. mm, pie. Yeah. This pie sure is good. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna eat a lot of it. No, yeah, yeah. these people they are serious. They are not tasting this food. So actually, but here's the interesting thing. There was a time when 
the hot dog eating contest on, on you know on Coney Island on July fourth was like an amateur affair. Okay, so it was about fun and tasty, and yeah. maybe there was even some mustard. Right, and and you know, now it's like fuck that. You don't need mustard. <laughs> It'd just be like you know f- you know five chubby guys up there. Trying yeah. to prove they could eat 12 hot dogs. I actually would watch that, because that sounds kind of funny and charming. Sure. As opposed to these professional, like, right. ESPN hot dog yes. eating contests, where they're dipping the buns in the water, oh, yeah. and That's... then mashing them and swallowing it like a pill. Well, I mean, it's like you always say, like, everything people do is ridiculous inherently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is no more ridiculous than anything else, it, it's I not. guess. It's not, but it is gross. Yeah. It and is... Is, isn't there, like, some world champion... From Japan. Kobayashi. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Kobayashi, who talks about how it's all about technique. That's amazing to me that there would be a technique that you could, like, practice. No, he's like, you know, he's got a whole hand motion. Oh, like, so, like, his posture Posture? or, like, what he's been doing for the last 24 hours and the last week and the last month. Yeah, he he said he only eats the hot, he trains and trains and trains, but he only actually starts eating the hot dogs at the very end. How do you train? It's seriously. Movement. It's Move. all about movement. Oh, you like practicing yeah. your arms. I yeah, was thinking yeah. like you're training how to like embiggen your stomach. <laughs> that can't be trained. That can't be taught. Do That's you think, just a gift. Do you think some of these people are getting surgeries? Uh, like instead of a stomach stapling, they're getting a stomach. <laughs> stomach unstapling? <laughs> what would that it's like be? Going, like it's a like, stomach expansion? It's like adding an extra stomach. They put, maybe they put like a, a breast implant, like saline pouch in there. <laughs> Does that help you? And then like you inject more saline every day. It's like going to the tailor with a jacket and saying like, I need you to take this jacket out. Okay. You know? <laughs> and he's Except like, it's your stomach. sir, there's not that much fabric in the seam. <laughs> it's like, there's no more. You've already <laughs> had me take it out three times. It's like that. It's like it's that, like I that. guess. It's yeah. like something. Yeah. So it is disgusting though. Yeah, really, it really is kind of appalling. It, Plus, I, I actually, okay, another serious okay. question. Are they allowed to throw up afterward? Because, I I mean, what's I to stop them? I don't think you could stop people from throwing up. Right, maybe they just have buckets back there. This is like the great dirty secret of hot dog eating contests. Well, I don't think it's that much of a secret to everybody because somebody's back there dealing with these guys. <laughs> cleaning you know, up the blowing, buckets. Blowing chunks everywhere. <laughs> okay, I apologize. We are hosting you, a <laughs> a whiskey and candy podcast and suddenly we're talking about buckets. Okay, but if you here's the thing. You couldn't have the equivalent in whiskey because people would just die. Oh, like die. a whiskey drinking yeah. contest. Who can do how many shots in Ooh. 10 minutes? And people oh, no, would just, that would be bad. Be, that'd be like, no, it's, it's ill-advised. No, that does not suit whiskey at all. No, it isn't. And the only thing I can say about the conversation that we're having right now is the sort of s- contrast between the organized, fun, and romantic date that we were all on <laughs> with this whiskey right. and the sudden grotesque, you know, vile... Uh, expression of human uh, achievement that we were that we just drifted onto. You know, and I I, I agree. And I was just thinking that the uh, we said that the bourbon is like a fun, organized, romantic, a good second or third date. Yes, yeah. and and I think the chocolate is too. I yeah. think if a guy showed up on the second or third date with this bottle and this package Wait, of candy, hold on, yeah, I'll go you one better. Let's hear it. Because we talked about the second run theater that he took you to. <laughs> That's right. Right? Which is, you know, <laughs> not, I mean, not a great It's a yellow time. flag, ladies. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> it's not a red flag. It's like you gotta wonder you gotta see where it goes from there. I right? agree with that. Because there could be something like it, uh, Does he make it romantic and charming? Right, right. Yes. Is there a reason like he he points out that like, oh, in the last scene of this movie, that's me in third grade. Okay. Or something like that. So right? that would be cute. Then you're sure. like, this is the only showing of this in the next 50 years, so yeah. we have to come see it. Okay, but, so you're in the movie theater. You can hear, um, you know, I don't know, like um, some movie that happened last year. I, I can't think of any movies <laughs> I don't anymore. Some, some Jurassic um, Park X. Because that's how bad it is. And uh, and then he's like under his coat, which yeah. you, you didn't think about. Why did he wear such a thick coat on such a warm day? He's a hipster. He's, he's wearing a, hipster. a long coat. He's got a long beard. And out of the pockets come... Balcona's Texas Pot Still Bourbon. Nice. And Ghirardelli Dark Chocolate uh, Bourbon Caramel. That would be pretty he, fun. And he looks at you with a conspiratorial, mischievous grin and says, like, 
Because you know, he she, snuck them in. He snuck them in. That's fun. That's fun. All right. That's, that's pretty cool. He's just redeemed his dollar theater. Not day. only redeemed it. He's made it all work. He's made it all work. Right. That's right. He just, okay, so. That's what we're doing right now with this podcast. So, dude, who's who's going to take this date idea and run with it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to recommend that you have this date in the winter so that your coat mm-hmm. makes sense and is not another yellow to red flag warning. If it's summer and you're wearing a long coat. <laughs> She's going to assume you're naked under there. <laughs> and which, nobody wants that. Which could be fun on like uh, a, a 13th date, possibly. I mean... But so, maybe uh, not a second well, or third date. Let, let's, let's, let's ask a question. Because yes. I think this is one of these um, important differences between men and women questions that we need to Okay, resolve. sure. Gentlemen, or really anybody who's into women. I, I don't care whether you're men or women. Um, well, let's stay with men for a second. Um... The idea that your date shows up wearing a coat and there's nothing under it. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say most guys are into that. On the first date, the 40th date, the two, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. 50th wedding anniversary. doesn't matter. It doesn't it's matter. It's all doesn't good. That's, that's great. That's a good thing. <laughs> that's so true. Uh, or now the, let's flip that. Flip that around. Okay. Okay. So Wait, hold on, Merdina. Yes. It's the first date. Oh. It's the first date. And the dude shows up. <laughs> And you gradually become aware of the fact that under his under coat, his coat is n- nothing but a smile. Um, that is a first date killer across the board. Well, and maybe a call to the police. And this is one I of the think major that's difference. Right. Okay, so let's advance it a couple of dates. Just the third. You know, there's chemistry, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. No, no, no. I, I will. I, I think this is this is really easy. Yeah. I think the math is you need to have had. You need to have had sex mm-hmm. minimum of like five times before that's even the beginning of acceptable. Well, okay, uh, that's probably true. Um, but but even even if it's acceptable, is it appealing? No. See, this is what I'm trying to teach you, boys. <laughs> this will never be appealing. You could be like the the hunkiest model in the world, and it's still not appealing. It's just. Plus, now I'm picturing, I don't care how handsome he is. Right. I'm picturing this coat, and underneath the coat are just these two, like, hairy legs, inexplicably bare. Right. Why? Why am I seeing your hairy legs beneath that, sticking out from under that If you ever get the urge to do something like this, just remember, women are not men. (laughs) (laughs) We really don't need that. It doesn't work, and it's not necessary. No. Instead, use that overcoat to hide a bottle of... Balcones, Texas bourbon. Pot Still Bourbon. And a package of right. uh, chocolates. Run the risk of getting tossed out of the movie theater because I will tell you this. From personal experience. Sure. Doing things that are fun and exciting that cause you to get tossed out of a place when you're on a date, that's a winning move right there. It, I can see it's that. A winning move. It depends on what you did. Well, no, I mean, if, you're, be, if, you're, if it's like an angry conflagration. Yeah, if, you're, if you're being an asshole, you're being an asshole. Right. But I'm all about bending the rules or even right. flouting the flouting rules. Flouting the rules. If if it's hilarious. Yes, A hilarious. A hilarious and B if it's romantic, right. come on. If you're sneaking in, you know, a fine uh uh craft bourbon from a plucky Texas distillery that American Whiskey Jesus approves of and some s- delicious San Francisco chocolate to enhance the hipster cred of your bad movie theater date. That's and you get tossed out for that, you're doing good. That's that's you're, gonna, you're, you're in good shape. That's clearly romantic. Yes. And if you get thrown if you get thrown out for it, mm-hmm. it's also hilarious. Because what a story. Yeah. If you get thrown out for that, you might think to yourself, Oh, my thing got ruined. That's not that's, No, you've just you, turned it into a story. A serious you're you're gonna go out to dinner on that story for the next ten years. Yeah, well and and, and you're not gonna go wrong. Unless unless she's just really just one of these, you know, order people. Okay, if if she's worked up about it, yeah. then that's just a sign. That's a sign. That, you know, you don't want to go there. You, you don't want to go there. She, if she's that controlling, then she needs to go move on and find someone find someone equally controlling. Yeah, that, that's right. It's not wrong. It's just, you know. Or just find someone who wants to be controlled. Do you know couples like this? That do what? I know a few couples like this. It works so well for them. Where one of them, usually the woman, yeah. is super controlling but their relationship works because the man is perfectly happy to be controlled in every, in aspect, every aspect of his life. Of his life. And he loves it. 
I'm trying to think if I could come up with a name of a couple. I'm like going that. to give you a few when oh, we're done okay. here. All right. I can't name names. All right, right all right, now. all right. Because no one knows them anyway. So, oh, it's it Joe and Susie. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh! It's Joe and Susie. Don't say it. The way Susie what is. What if they're it, listening? Uh, Joe spends every Saturday morning at the dental fair because Susie <laughs> is such a freak about dental hygiene. It's that kind of thing, yeah. you know. Um, I know I, that that type. I I can I can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a sense in which for a man who maybe he has a hard job or something like that, he's like, hey, I just put everything else on autopilot. I just do as told. Yeah, I could I see. see that. That, that could my work for some thing, people. But yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. But Balcones bourbon should work for anybody who likes whiskey at all. I completely agree with that. I think from the, from the first sip, I was like, oh, yes, yeah. this is a good one. I like it. I want to add one more thing. For people who like to make bourbon-based cocktails like juleps, or one of my favorites, the Kentucky Mule, which yeah. is a Moscow Mule, but you replace the vodka with um, with bourbon, which is actually, for my money, a big upgrade. Um, this would be a really good cocktail bourbon because of the rye. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Why does the rye make it good for cocktails? So a high rye bourbon has that sort of extra kick of the that sort of... Um, that anise, that sort of strong flavor that, that, that rye carries with it. Interesting. And so it kind of, with the other mixers that you use in a cocktail, it doesn't it doesn't get crushed by them, right? Okay, so it's it's like a flavor. Yeah, it stands up to the other flavors. So if you put ginger beer and ice and, and lemon and that kind of thing You're in You're making it, me really want that we, right we now. We could just go make it one right after this. Great. Yeah. And, I, and those copper mugs. The mule mugs. Now see, if you're if you're thinking, do I want a whiskey stone so I can drink my bourbon cold? No, no. stop. Stop. Ice is fine. Yep. Or make yourself a, what did you call it? Kentucky Mule? Kentucky Mule. In that copper mug. That is a cold drink yeah. for a hot day. Fill it with mm. crushed ice, mm. pour some bourbon in the bottom. Fill it with uh, with ginger beer, and then squeeze a lime in there and drop it, and you have yourself an excellent mixed drink. Do you put mint on that as well? You definitely put mint in it. Yum. Yeah, it's really good. That's a good summer drink. And I'm just going to tell you that Balcones Pot Still Bourbon is going to do really well as a Kentucky Mule mm. because of the high rye. And you said julep also. Julep too, yeah. And Anything. That's a, that's a Kentucky drink. It's a Kentucky drink, yeah. Uh, a bourbon drink. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh, Absolutely. Um, so, so with cocktails, this is a good one. It, drinking it neat, it's a good one. I think you can't oh, go yeah. wrong. Thirty dollars. It's a really. Uh, there's a lot of great bourbon for not very much money, um, which we'll talk about another time. This is one that is a little special. This is a this is a very nice mer- bourbon made by people who really know what they're doing, and um, it's still only thirty dollars. So it's a great value. Yeah, I would say go buy this, add it to your collection. You can't possibly go wrong. Mm-hmm. If you can't find it, let us know. Because my feeling is you probably, if you have a big uh, liquor store in your in your town in the U.S., probably in the U.K., you should be able to find this. But if we're wrong about that, I'd like to know that so that we're not recommending things people can't actually get. Yeah, absolutely. That's something we try to do. Yeah. Um, all right, Merdina, I think we're um, I think we're coming to the end here. Yeah, boy, I had a lot of fun with this one, the it chocolate really and the bourbon. This, this was great. You nailed it on the pairing. Thank you. All right. Okay, everybody, we're going to say, we're going to say Slauncha one more time. Slauncha, of course, is Gaelic for cheers. Yeah, I just like to say cheers, like a good American. Well, we can do that. We can do both. All right. All right, cheers. Cheers. And? Slauncha. Slauncha. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Take delight in the drinking and the roving, but others take delight in the gambling and the smoking. But I take delight in the juice of the barley and cotton pretty Jenny in the morning, bright and early. For sharing the madu, the madu. What for the daddy all? What for the daddy all? There's whiskey in the jar. For sharing the madu, the madu. What for the daddy all? What for the daddy all? There's whiskey in the jar.